You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today we have our Friday Farm Report, and I am spending time discussing a prospect who has gone a little bit under the radar this offseason. That is Mark Vientos in the first segment. We're going to dive into why his bat is still something to take notice of going into this year because, quite frankly, if they're given some opportunities, he could succeed in the second segment. I will, of course, get into why he's been overlooked a bit because there's not really a clear place for him on this roster defensively. doesn't have a rollout, so we get into that a little bit. And then we'll close the show on a different prospect, Kevin Parada. He's getting a lot of love on top 100 lists. I want to shine a little light on him. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Well, throughout the season, if any of you were already tuning into Locked On Mets, you probably got a little bit sick of me talking about Mark Vientos. Here was a prospect that I looked at since spring training last year, and I thought, you know... I believe that he could fill the role that J.D. Davis has better than him right now at this juncture throughout the season. And I said, go get him. And, and every single week I harped on it. We finally saw Mark Vientos at the end of the season, and he struggled. No doubt about it. Vientos did not perform in his limited action. 41 plate appearances. He hit 167, 268 on base, 278 slugging. WRC plus was 65. So 35% worse than your league average hitter. He was a minus F4 guy at negative 0.2. was not a good first run for Vientos. But I would argue the Mets did not put him in a position to succeed. There was a lot of opportunity where Vientos could have come up in a less stressful situation than being taxed with being the Darren Ruff sort of replacement. Still kind of splitting time with him and not getting consistent ABs down the stretch and just trying to figure it out on the fly in a pennant race where you were head-to-head with the Braves and it felt like you know the world was crashing in on the Mets throughout a lot of September. Not necessarily the best conditions for Vientos to succeed. Personally, when it was June, I would have been getting a look at this guy where he could have got some time under his belt and I really do think as we've seen with Vientos at other stops in his minor league career, he'll go through some skids and then he figures it out. We saw it in 2021 in AA, was struggling a little bit, ends up coming around, and you look at the final numbers he put up in AA that season. He was a 281 hitter, 346 on base, 580 slugging percentage, a 144 WRC+. Plus. He hit 22 home runs and 306 plate appearances. Your average you know, major league regular will get over 600 plate appearances in a season. Again, that was in 72 games. So you just imagine what he did in AA and think if he can take that and translate it at the next level of AAA, which he did, and then if he can do that at the big leagues, you are still 
looking at a hitter that if everything breaks right has 40 home run pop, and you can't say that about a lot of prospects in the Mets system. You can't say that about a lot of prospects in baseball. I love the bat with Mark Vientos. Now, there's other things that make him a player that doesn't necessarily fit on this roster, and we will get to them in the next segment. But if you simply look at that, you look at his offensive profile, he's right up there with Brett Beatty, right up there with Francisco Alvarez. This guy could be a real weapon. Last year, starts off in AAA, struggles, goes through it for a while, but then you look at the final product, played 101 games, 427 plate appearances. He hit 280, 358 on base, 519 slugging, 129 WRC+. He ends up with 24 bombs. So you imagine over a full season, give him an extra you know, 40 games even, he at least gets to 30, likely 35 home runs over a full course load or for full uh, amount of workload when it comes to his plate appearances. He also walked more last year at 10.3%, so that's good. If he can take his walks, you can swallow the strikeouts, and the strikeouts are going to be big. 28.6% in AAA. You look at his small sample size of 43 plate appearances in AAA the year prior, 30.2%. He did walk 16.3% in that small sample, got on base at a 395 clip, slugged 583 at three home runs in those 11 games. Uh, you look at the, the strikeout to walk rate in 2021 in AA, 8.5% walk rate, 28.4% strikeout rate. If he can keep that walk rate over 8 and even better over 10%, and that strikeout rate can still be just a little bit below 30%, there's obviously a ton of swing and miss in the profile when it comes to that. But when he connects, the power that he has in games is unlike what you would see from a lot of prospects in baseball. He's just that good when it comes to driving the ball out of the yard. The problem for him is the defense, and that is what's holding him back at this point because there's just not a clear position on this roster. And yet, the more I think about it, the more I wonder, could Vientos end up playing a much bigger role on the 2023 Mets that we've been giving him credit for up to this point. That's what I will discuss next. First, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first bet for $5. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment matter with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Throughout this offseason, I've spent far more time discussing Brett Beatty and even Francisco Alvarez 
being a part of the 2023 Mets, then I have really broached the idea of a Mark Vientos. Now, the reason being, you look at this roster currently, and there's just not a clear place for him. You have Darren Ruff that's currently blocking him. Now, if Vientos outplays Darren Ruff in spring training and outplays Brett Beatty as well, that last roster spot could very well go to him. But you look at the role that he would have, and it would be to maybe be the right-handed complement to Daniel Vogel back at DH. But then again, you just brought in Tommy Pham to play that type of a role. So that is really why I stayed away from spending too much time on Mark Vientos because you just don't really know if there's going to be at-bats for him. But then again, every single year we wonder, is there going to be at-bats for someone like Mark Vientos or just anyone in general, whether it's a prospect or you know the minor league signing that you get that's going to have an invite to camp and you think, oh, Travis Jankowski, we'll never see him in the Mets lineup. And then he breaks camp and it plays a pretty big role. So when you look at 40-man roster depth, you want to have a lot of guys that can contribute. And Mark Vientos is one of those guys where in the right circumstances, he can thrive. So let's break down some opportunities for where Vientos could maybe play a role. Here's the worst one that you don't want to see happen, but you'd be happy that you have Vientos as a high upside option. God forbid something happens to Pete Alonso and he misses some time this year. Mark Vientos is the, the prospect that could fill in and actually make up for some of that power loss at first base. And that's the one defensive position that he could probably hold his own in. That's where long-term his career probably lies if he is going to field a position at the big league level. A prospect that was supposed to be a third baseman hasn't really done well there. They tried him in the outfield. It was worse. So you're just a little bit stuck. Another circumstance, Tommy Pham just can't hit. Something that would not be too far-fetched. And then you get into this point where maybe you say, well, why are we keeping Fam on the roster? Why do we have maybe Fam and Darren Ruff doing nothing? And you get a defensive-minded outfielder and you replace Fam and Ruff with Mark Vientos. And then he gets to fill in that role at DH. Maybe Daniel Vogelback gets hurt, pulls a hammy or something. All of a sudden you're wondering, all right, well, who's going to face right-handed pitching? Yes, you got uh, Brett Beatty that can step up and be that guy. But who knows? Maybe Vientos is having a better season than AAA. Maybe he is the guy you want to call on. So DH and first base are where he's probably limited to defensively. I would say in an absolute pinch, if Escobar and Brett Beatty aren't available to be the starting third baseman, maybe that ends up being a, a route that the Mets would eventually go towards. But ultimately... It's really going to come down to the bat for Mark Vientos. And I think that it's hard to envision how to get that bat in the lineup, but it's not hard to envision for me if he does get the opportunities that he can thrive. Again, this is a guy that has adjusted to pitching at each level, and he's proven all he needs to. What he did in AAA last year, if he was a pirate right now, he would have gotten some run at the end of the season, and he'd be going into this year as their DH or their starting first baseman. If he was a national, same thing. Unfortunately for Vientos, he's on a competitive team, which granted, if he gets an opportunity to play, it'll be great for him. But he just doesn't quite have that runway that other organizations could provide for him. And that's why you'd be happy to see him move on in some senses if he could bring you back a piece that you like via trade because then he could have an opportunity to succeed. It's very similar to how Dom Smith now is somewhere else with the Nationals and we can root for him 
to to find some success, particularly because the Nationals aren't going to find any success as a team. But you want to see someone like Dom be able to establish their career. The last thing I want from Mark Fientos is for him to spend four years of his career in that same limbo that we saw a J.D. Davis, a Dom Smith in for many years, where they're too good to just give up for nothing in a trade, but they're not having enough value on the market that you feel like you can move them either. It's just, it's your, your call in the middle where you feel like you can't trade them, but they're not good enough to have a bigger role in your team. And then the only way for them to actually establish themselves is if you give them that role where they get the playing time, where he can get his ABs under his belt and actually prove that he can succeed. I, I still, though, could see a scenario where However it happens, whether it's at first base DH or otherwise, where you end up in a place where Vientos is getting everyday playing time and he's the guy that hits seven or eight home runs in a month and carries you for a stretch and you're really looking at him as a prospect that helped move the needle in a very big way. But we'll see if that role ends up coming to him at any point this season. I feel like we've overlooked him a bit when it comes to our coverage throughout this offseason. He's still very much someone that's squarely in the mix. And with the big spring training, you never know. But Mark Vientos, uh, unless he learned how to play third base this offseason, he probably is caught a little bit in no man's land. Next, though, I want to discuss another prospect that's getting a lot of love on top 100 boards. That is Kevin Prada. We'll get to him in just a minute. First, though, another word from our sponsors. Since we were discussing one Mets prospect that hasn't gotten a ton of attention this offseason, I just figured it would be good to spend a segment on another one who is squarely in the mix right now to be maybe a top five prospect in the Mets system, who could have a fast track through the minor leagues. And of course, I'm talking about Kevin Parada, the Mets' first-round pick this past year out of Georgia Tech, a catcher. They have two of the best catching prospects in baseball with Francisco Alvarez and Kevin Parada. Kevin Parada, I believe, is actually slightly older than Alvarez at this stage. They're both 21. But you're looking at both guys, really, having the same issue where You don't know how they're going to be able to catch at the big league level. The thing that we're not concerned about is the bat. Parada is going to hit, and he's going to hit in a hurry. That is why we already see him cracking top 100 prospect lists. Baseball America has him ranked 50th. Baseball Prospectus, 64th. Just baseball, where I work, we had him at 85 at the end of the season. I believe Aram is going to update that list prior to opening day, if I'm not mistaken. And so who knows, maybe there's a little bit of movement up for Parada, but regardless, three lists have him in the top 100. That is really impressive. And in our top 100 at Just Baseball, this is the outlook that Arm Layton wrote for Parada. He says the odds may be stacked against Parada to provide value at catcher, but his bat alone could carry him to all-star heights. If Parada sticks behind the dish, he would likely be a fringe average defender at best. However, his work ethic and high baseball IQ could help him in that department. Parada has the upside of a middle-of-the-order masher for a first-division team. The bat is legit with Kevin Parada, as I already said. To have a prospect this good that you add into a farm system that already has Alvarez, it gives you great depth, it gives you some competition, and it just 
is a nice thing to know that, hey, if maybe Alvarez doesn't break right, there's another guy that's on his heels behind him that could be the answer. And also, that makes him a fantastic trade ship as well. So now this upcoming season, where are we going to see him? I think there is a chance they might put him right back to where he ended last season in low A, Port St. Lucie. If they do, it'll be a very short stint and he'll be up in high A. And really, I think they'll be aggressive and start him in high A, Brooklyn. He might spend a full season up there, but it'd be a good place for him to develop, particularly as a catcher behind the dish. And who knows, if he does start the year in Brooklyn, rakes, there's a chance that he gets that end-of-the-season call-up to double-A, and then you're maybe looking at the 2024 season being his last real full year of development where he'll spend time in double-A and triple-A, and he could be knocking on the door by the end of the 2024 season or 2025. If we were to look at the top prospects in the Mets system right now, they're all hitters. You have, of course, Alvarez Beatty, right? Vientos knocking on the door. I don't know if I would put him third. I'd probably put him behind guys like Alex Ramirez, Kevin Parada. Um, I, I put Ronnie Mauricio and Mark Vientos in similar boats. Personally, I think that Vientos uh, is a better prospect. Well, not to say a better prospect. Maybe you'd say Mauricio is a better prospect, but I think Vientos is a better player right now. I think maybe that's how you break it down, where Mauricio, you can still dream about the shortstop thing, although I think he's going to get moved off that position very soon. And, you know, you still think there's a more viable path still for him to find a position because while he's not a great defensive shortstop, he might be able to be a at least average defender over at third. You could also see him move over to a corner outfield spot. And the athleticism, a little bit better than a Vientos where you think he could possibly handle that translation to the outfield and maybe find some success out there. Still, though, a lot of really good position players that could be filtering up through the system soon, helping this team win, whether it is Mark Vientos, Brett Beatty, or Francisco Alvarez, or potentially all the three. I think we're going to see some real impact this year from those guys as we've been discussing. And then next year and beyond, you could start to see Ronnie Mauricio, Kevin Parada, and then if we fast forward all the way up to 2025, maybe even Alex Ramirez. Anyway, though, that's going to be all for this Friday Farm Report. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Ryan. Follow the show, at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by Lindsey Crosby. Locked On MLB Prospects is where you want to go to learn more about prospects like Mark Vientos and others. You can follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts.